So we got to begin this week by following up on last week's episode. Because while we were recording last week, Alex was posting in response to Trapped on their YouTube, uh, their upload for their last music video. And it took them less than two days to respond to him. <laughs> They love replying to YouTube comments. It's so funny, dude. But yeah, Alex said, I missed the old stuff before they got this candy ass as the new singer. <laughs> and, and they responded. I knew the phrase candy ass would get to him. Yeah, that'd get him. That's right in there. Because it's something his dad said to him. You know his dad said that to him when he was growing up. Oh, yeah. for sure. And he but picked he said, it up same from like singer. WWF or something. Facepalm emoji, yeah, facepalm yeah, emoji. Same singer, dot, 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 facepalm, yeah. And just now I replied to him, uh, sorry, I was thinking of the kids' bop version of Headstrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's one fan who's trying to dogpile on you multiple times saying, lol, you're an idiot. And then after Trapped responded, they responded to that saying, imagine not knowing it was the same singer. Imagine. Imagine not knowing trapped lore. <laughs> very, very sad. Very shameful. I think the best, the best look for a band is definitely um, when you post anything, especially on YouTube, is to constantly be refreshing all the time and checking in on what your fan base is saying. And if somebody is saying something negative, uh, just immediately have an emotional meltdown in front of all the people that actually do respect you and like your band. Just, yeah, you're the sheriff of your own material. You need to be patrolling and on watch at all times. Yeah. Is that because Loaded and ready they can't afford drugs anymore? That's a good question. Are they question. just on a tour bus all day and they don't have Coke or weed or pills or anything, so they're just refreshing YouTube? Maybe. Trying to get an adrenaline rush from getting mad at people? They might just be on prescription, you know, like prescription focused drugs and like and, and just really, really policing that that channel. They obviously have a lot of free time and they're using it to read YouTube comments, which is probably the worst way you could spend your free time other than like practicing surgery on yourself or uh, exploring the sewers. But um, I mean, there's a bunch of other good ones on there. Another one that I wanted to highlight was some person responded. You won't respond to anybody who loves your music, but every single negative comment has an extremely immature, unprofessional comment on it. Congratulations on making yourself the biggest joke in the music industry. I can't imagine how your bandmates feel. And then Trapped, of course, immediately responded, we'll be here making music long after you stop, making a great living while we do it. I hit the like button when someone comes here with a positive comment. comment Why are you here? What? That guy's name is Jared Taylor, which he might want to think about changing. <laughs> if he has a middle name or something, because if you Google, what happens if you Google Jared Taylor? Southern Poverty Law Center. Jared Taylor is an American white supremacist and editor of American <laughs> Renaissance, a raced realist online magazine. Maybe that so is the white supremacist who's tired of all the bickering and the hate. Maybe. He's woke now. Wait, did you... Did Jared Taylor write, like, an extremely racist book? Is this the same Jared Taylor? No, it's not the same guy. He's, like, he's uh, 70 years old. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The racist Taylor is the guy that wrote The Color of Crime. Yeah. <laughs> not good. I wonder which color he proposes crime is. Crime is blue because it makes everyone sad. The non-racist Jared Taylor, or at least not the, the one we know about, He's, uh, his one upload is a cover of Eric Church in the description is, this is how two boy, I'm the army who just met Bond. What? Music is definitely a powerful tool. So it's a really dumb guy who was in the army and he likes country music and the accounts he follows are like Keith Urban, uh, uh, athletic supplements. So that's the kind of guy they're alienating by uh, just <laughs> replying to them angrily. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be here making music long after you stop. What does that even mean? They're at least 20 years older than this kid. Maybe they listened to his uh, Eric Church cover and they're like, man, this guy sucks. <laughs> I think they did. I think they actually yeah, listened very possible. to two uh, army guys playing acoustic guitar in barracks. Like a yeah, webcam they're certainly video petty from enough years to... ago. We're yeah. just like low effort, not good. This stinks, man. You're never going to make it in music. It's a video from like 2011. 
Yeah. <laughs> you need to fire whoever runs your socials. He has a trash attitude. Makes it that much easier to hate on this mediocre band. That's got to be a troll. They know what they're doing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This must be the most liberal song ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of incredible that the guy from Trapped is on his account personally, obviously, but that Puddle of Mud has, like, what was it, his sister, I think, who was doing their social media? That shows you that, I mean, Puddle of Mud, I think, is on, like, a higher level than Trapped still, right? That's what happened to Nietzsche. His sister oh, took yeah. over his social media. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. True. After he went insane. Yeah. yeah. Or Herman Cain. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of ballots that were counted without observers had postmarks backdated and vote counters fill in address info for witnesses. Oh, man. So, of course, that's what they're on now. Get on Parlor. Follow Trapped Parlor. <laughs> oh, I wonder how many followers that has. Trapped. I- Trapped is on the election conspiracy train now. That's that's for sure. Oh yes. Can you view Parlor without an account? Uh, I don't know. I think you have to make an account. I think you. I want to see their the real shit. I assume it just has slurs in it. Yeah. I don't know why else you would have to go to Parlor. It's a shame that they just put out an album because I'd love to hear like their political reawakened album. You know. (laughs) I want to see the new metal mix further pushed into anger yeah (laughs) i want to see producers have to contend with these guys being like make it sound more badass make it hit harder make the drums more compressed i need this to really convey anger (laughs) and it's gonna end up just sounding like tv static did you manage to get on parlor i didn't i should make an account on there so i can uh talk to people who i share an ideology with (laughs) <laughs> while alex is contemplating joining parlor we need to check in you have to have uh, an exclamation par- mark in my password they make on, you man oh, they man. make you have an exclamation mark in your password it's to make well, sure you that you're a angry character and always yelling at people i didn't think it would be this uh secure they they make you put a uh, a thulean rune in in your password <laughs> yeah, it has to do calligraphy Dude, that's so authoritarian of them to make you do something you don't want to do. Unbelievable. I thought this was for, uh, for freedom and for America. Okay, so it had me enter a CAPTCHA and then nothing happened. Which I assume is adblock, but I'm not turning adblock off on this website. Oh, no, hell no. No. Dude, If you, what if you went on Parlor and the biggest music account was Vampire Weekend? <laughs> Ezra Koenig is secretly insanely racist. <laughs> Well, in the same way that like someone like him enjoys like those secret speakeasies in New York and whatever, exactly. they probably also enjoy like the secret parlor speakeasy <laughs> where otherwise unassuming, very collegiate bands are actually very racist. My friend, Sorry, we were doing the Afrobeat influence uh, mockingly. Yeah. My friends and I like to put on lighterhosen and go down to the old racism speakeasy where the racism is super authentic. Yeah. <laughs> There's one guy who still fought for the Confederacy. He just sits in a rocking chair in the corner and tells you stories. He's actually 21, but no one else knows but me. I think that's actually... He just smokes a lot. That's a perfect transition to one of the artists we wanted to talk about today. We might have to just jump right to that. Um this was someone had linked this in the Fortune Kit Discord. This artist, Buddy Brown, um, he's out there speaking to Real America at a time when the mainstream media is trying to suppress voices like his. And I think bef- before we even hear a song of his, we've got to watch. Like he posts these videos to YouTube that are just him like spitballing. You know, he sits on the back of his truck, and he just like has kind of a heart to heart with the fans. Um, so what is Buddy short for? Bustifer. Budtholomew. Budward? Like, <laughs> Buddy Holly's real name was Charles. Charles Harden Holly. Oh, shit. Maybe I should start going by Buddy then. Yeah, you <laughs> should do it. Buddy Austin. Buddy, it's short oh, for Charles. <laughs> well, if I went back to 1950, I could pull it off. But uh, this video is called 1950 versus 2020 America. Let's All right, go. y'all. So the question on the table today is: If you could go back to 1950, guy in the would back of the truck, really dirty I mean, truck with a bunch years of shit ago, in the back. It's now 2020. 
smacking around um, while he's driving. That's how you know he's authentic. You wouldn't have modern conveniences. You would not have cell phones. You would not have internet. Uh, TV is going to be in black Damn, and white. Damn, they didn't have cell phones back then? And we like he's in what looks like a state a park in Florida. Society That's what I was going to say. But why this is, is like a it's like a pond for people to old people to go look at ducks in. Yeah, Listen, they pristine had a lot landscaping. They didn't even know cigarettes He's got his rifle. My That's a man-made lake. Um, I'm, I'm calling it. Stuff that they did that I like to the only thing he's willing to concede was bad in 1950 is right. that they didn't know cigarettes were um, unhealthy. So why did we throw it out? Then getting into an author named Michael Snyder. Um. Well, these guys all about dip. the difference between living oh, in America. Oh yeah, they love the cheap. Yeah, good call. <laughs> they didn't give up cigarettes because they're bad really for you. They gave it up because, because it's when I read not this the first time, disgusting enough to the people around. I was blown away. And then <laughs> secondhand smoke and the smell isn't enough. Right you have now, to be actively like puffing out your cheeks like a chipmunk and spitting into an empty Coke bottle filled with brown goo. A Netflix series called Cuties was released. We all know. Uh, what's going down about that? 1950. No, we all wow. don't really know about it. <laughs> yeah, it's such a niche. 2020. It's a vague QAnon reference so there. On their phones Almost no know one knows about that. Look up or hold a good conversation. If a conversation actually came up, we don't. We've lost the power to hold a conversation. 1950. <laughs> <laughs> what an insane go, thing um, to assert. So he's reading. Gum. In classes at school, kids it couldn't was, chew gum. That's still that was a rule when I was in 2020. School. Kids are throwing yeah. bricks at cop cars. <laughs> 1950. People would dress nice in public. In 2020, the people of Walmart memes are flooding the internet. I've gotten a whole bunch of them. They're hilarious, uh, but they're sad as hell. Who do you think that is, though? In 1950, is, a typical woman How are you got married gonna do this, uh, he a country boy redneck 22. thing, but then now we wait till 27 make fun of people of Walmart. For men on average. In 1950, crime Isn't rates the point? were low. Yeah. Isn't tackiness a virtue now? People didn't lock their cars at night. Now we have people didn't lock their cars at night, uh, and it's just a daily part of life now. This is such a weird concept. Oh. It's Crime rates are so much lower now than they were in the so 80s much and 90s. Lower. Americans actually <laughs> you have to think about it for half of one second to realize this is oh, this is white people that takes pride in a small subsection of white people. Baltimore, yeah. Maryland was one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Believe it or not, 2020. <laughs> Plagued yeah. by opium addicts. 1950, 78% of households in America fine. Yeah. were married. Baltimore is great. Now it's less than 50%. 1950, we actually had high standards for our elected officials, and we did research before going to the voting polls in 2020. God help us. 1950. So he's saying that Children meaning... Children would go outside to play. What? Now we have the highest Joe obesity Biden? rate in the industrialized Barack world. Barack Obama? Our playgrounds are empty. The kids are fat. They're terrified of strangers, and they got a right to be. <laughs> strangers. I'm trying to wrap my brain around uh, that. Someone thinking, well, back in the 1950s, we had elected officials we can respect. Dwight Eisenhower. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Or Joseph McCarthy. And uh, then people like Barack Obama um, fucked it up. And now we have Donald Trump, and he's brought that gravitas back to the office. In 1950, the very first credit card was issued. In the United States. So this is a guy who's in born in 1983, reading an email forward about what the 50s were like. Yeah, this, it's really written funny that he started this with dementia who doesn't remember. He started this by saying, "I've been reading this author, and it's clearly just like some fucking viral Facebook post kind of thing." This author, my grandma, at AOL.com. Increasing every single year since 2007. Look, I'm all for making medical advancements, vehicle safety advancements, and things like that. <laughs> but at some point, I feel like we've lost ourselves. I think it's time we unlearn a whole bunch of the things that we've mislearned. Okay. Things that are just bad. Unlearn? Smile when you talk to somebody in the street. Interesting to hear him say that. Usually it's ultra-woke people who say that. that you don't need. Yeah. It always strikes me as very Orwellian. Get your butt back in yeah, totally, dude. Even though that's uh, a cliche, like, unlearn. I don't... Treat others like you'd want to be treated. And maybe, it's a just weird maybe, way to put it. Like, uh... Revising your opinions based on new information. Just uh, whitewash your own mind, man. It's fine. Yeah, you gotta brainwash yourself. Yeah. Coming out of that bed of quicksand. That staircase is God, morality, decency. Morality, decency. All the things Donald Trump is bringing back to America. Yeah. Because our own rules have gotten us here. If you could go back to 1950, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd absolutely do it. I would sacrifice 
luxury. Yeah, I would bring a book of all the. I would bring the sports almanac with me. <laughs> and respect again. That's what we need more than anything else. Just want to share that with you this morning. Really interesting article. We're rotten. That was an article. Yeah. Um, but we've had rotten civilizations before, and things changed. New generations came along. We got really conservative again. That's my hope and prayer for you. Oh, what? America. Oh, we got really mean, conservative again. That's how we. What do you mean so after the Roman Empire fell? Yeah. <laughs> Attila the Hun really made everything conservative again. Yeah. So now we know what he's about as a guy, just kind of spitballing. But we got to check out some of his music. I think this is probably his most normal country song. Then we can get into a stupider one. But this is his song about how you like to drink a Bud Light and just have fun with your boys. There's sweat lines in the brims of all our ball caps. Copenhagen Yo, come on. and a oh, in our trucks. This is... Wash the same blue jeans each night. I like that he's playing an acoustic guitar in the video, but an electric guitar in the recording. Watch the same blue. Wash the same blue jeans every night. It's bad for the denim, man. You gotta throw that, that shit in the freezer. Is that what working class people yeah. do? They wear jeans one day and wash them, and they only own one pair of jeans. I guess. Oh, so. that was some great B-roll of someone pouring a beer. <laughs> Such a weird obsession with this identity. Because on one hand, it's see, it's supposed to be authentic. That's the, uh, the attraction to it. Like people in the city, they think too much. They're too up their own ass. They're too um, invested in their own personal brand and their personal identity and like fashion and keeping up with the Joneses. But then they go back to this vision of authentic authenticity that's incredibly self-conscious and based around consumer purchases of shirts made in Bangladesh. Oh, and, and uh, imperialism. And following websites and like watching certain cable channels. It's it's very, very modern and urbane and hyper-capitalist. There's nothing authentic about it. Yeah, it's a manufactured identity and it's, I think I've talked about this on here before, but watch having to go back to Vancouver Island so much in the last five years to work with Wolf Parade and watching the legitimate like real redneck culture Pacific Northwest psycho libertarian like hallucinogen consuming lager culture be replaced by this shit is completely bizarre but it's like this, this American style of like aesthetic conservatism or whatever is just totally replaced the native homegrown redneck shittiness. <laughs> yeah, it's like the hot topic version of being a redneck. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's an identity. You go to the mall and you buy it and... Man. Get your can like, I've worked on a farm. I've worked in a lumber yard. I've been a landscaper. I've done all this shit. And I was listening to uh, Cumtown the whole time. <laughs> like, you, you don't have to buy into this uh, identity wholesale. It's, yeah. it's so weird to me how that works. Like, you can go to your job and do a manual labor job and, like, be a Democrat. Or you can well, listen to, like, uh, you can listen to an audio book while you do a manual labor job instead of country music. Like, it's, it's so weird. They're, like, explicitly discouraging people from bettering themselves in any way or, like, learning anything. Yeah. You just it's have like, to say, well, I work uh I work on a farm, so I'm done. I'm stupid now. I love my truck, I love beer, I'm done. I'm it's funny because like it's it on the surface it's like purely aesthetic, but you're right that there is some actual like value judgment underneath it, which is just super it's not really conservative so much as it is just like reactionary and anti intellectual and shit. Yeah, and there, there's a whole ideology that goes along with it that has, for for something that signals so nationalist, it really has nothing to do with place. It you can kind of slot it in anywhere. You know, like the ironic thing for me being on the island, like the thing that always just makes me just pissed is the people who adopt this mentality. Like, you know how expensive those fucking trucks are. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's my car was what like nine thousand dollars used 
Yeah. And those trucks are $30,000 new. Yes. Yeah. They're paying like $800 a month for a lease. And the entire reason they spend all that money is to be able to LARP as a poor person somehow. 100%. It's so strange. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like well, you're buying a luxury car. You might as well buy an Audi. That's what you're doing. Just the entire economic outlook is so funny of like, we're mad that we lost all these jobs to China and other places, but also we love free markets and we, we wholeheartedly supported sending the jobs there, but now we're mad that they're not here. Yeah. Yeah. It's very insidious. It's, uh, it's funny and it's the country guys usually stay far away from politics because that's what the, the higher ups in Nashville say they should do to make more money. But the whole construction of this rural white identity that's very anti-intellectual and very i don't know it's like trying to create uh this slot for people to fit into where they vote republican forever and they they have this fake working class cultural ideology it's not good no it's bad yeah. it has more in common than they would like to admit with the sort of generic Democrat, though, too, of it's all just like cultural signifiers and nothing to do with actual material conditions of their lives, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like wearing a pussy hat and going to Starbucks and driving yeah, a Prius. Exactly. Totally. It's the same exact shit. It's consumer choices. Totally. My my favorite kind of guy on the island is that kind of guy who's like uh, drives a $35,000 truck, uh, works at like a subsidiary of Cambridge Analytica or something like that, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> but drives home, uh, to his little spot of paradise in the woods and uses words like whelp and y'all, you know, <laughs> there's so Trucks many of those that are guys. really high up are fun to drive, but you got to get an old one. You don't want to get a truck from this year. And also if it has nothing in the back at any time and it doesn't have a scratch on it, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you're just going back and forth to an air-conditioned office job on the highway you don't need a truck brother go get a honda you drive that new truck off the lot you got to find a brick building and just scrape the truck against the wall to get some scratches on there yeah you want to take some steel wool and just kind of run over the whole thing it's like buying a guitar where uh like i know people when we were younger would like go to guitar center and then scratch up the back of a guitar with like a quarter and be like hey this one's blemished like can i get like a hundred bucks off it or something <laughs> it's like that with a truck where you gotta yeah. just go on the did lot did that work i feel like maybe it did but it's like a very you know this is like 15 plus years ago but i got my guitar uh discounted because it was blemished it just has like a little chip in it, it yeah like that like kind of shit's like off but that was online and yeah, i didn't and it's do like it myself cool. It's going to get some kind of damage eventually anyway, you know? Yeah, as long as it works. I don't care. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's cooler if it's messed Has anyone up. started making... You know, like uh, pre-ripped jeans? Has anyone made pre-fucked up guitars or like pre, pre-fucked pre oh, up trucks especially? Yeah, 100%. Oh, definitely. The, uh, what is it called? The Fender, uh, Fender Vintage, Vintage Series? Vintage Shop Series? That's like all pre-distressed. Stuff. Oh, that's so lame. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at this now. Vintage custom. Yeah, vintage custom shop, I think I think it is. Uh, it's like weird you... that they still have these uh, years on them, like a, a 1951 precision bass. Do people really want that? I would There's definitely like guitar nerds. In 1951. Uh, There's like the kind of guitar <laughs> nerd who spends more time reading about guitars than playing them. Who's like, oh, that's what such and such played on whatever, you know? That like is... All the good bass lines I can think of from 1951 were on a stand-up bass. No, but it'll usually be something like it wasn't popular at the time, but then some guy in the early 70s found an old one and then made, like, a classic record, you know? Totally. Yeah. I feel it like that's usually the, the price for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Those are guitars for lawyers. That's a lawyer's guitar. Exactly. Know? Oh, yeah. You have a My dozen of them a on the wall. And he spent, or a retired dentist, and he spent... Like five thousand dollars on a used uh, or a new Les Paul from the Gibson factory. Oh jeez, and that, he doesn't play it. That's an exceptionally hard conversation to have with like a specific type of boomer. Like if you're a musician or you play music, you know, <laughs> and then you meet a boomer who is just like, oh, you play music, eh? Well, uh, and then they just barrage you with just like information about guitars and years and the, all the guitars that they have. Yeah. And, <laughs> 
<laughs> There's I've, so many people like that, dude. It's so fucking punishing. It's actually one of my least favorite. It's my least favorite conversation to have, I think. Yeah, they music get adjacent. Mexican Fender, you're good. Because you you're you fine. you will ultimately disappoint these people, you know. Like they're they're like, oh, you're a musician, you must know all this nerdy shit that I know, and you're just like, uh, no, I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, the there, older your there guitar is, the more likely it was but... made by a racist. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got to get the Mexican ones. Yeah, it's less racist. I have my um, Fender Jaguar Mexican. Very unracist guitar. Yeah, both my main guitars are Mexican. It's never said any slurs. Have a Mexican Telecaster. Yeah, there you go. Buying American made is that's a mistake. You're rolling the dice, man. Thinking about this country and the people who work in it, I don't want American made stuff. Are you kidding me? Anywhere else. I'm thinking about a new type of guy who is uh so pro communist that he just only buys shit from China. <laughs> that's what I did with my wedding ring. I bought it from uh, the former Soviet Union. Oh yeah, it, hell yeah! It was made. Uh, it was made in Soviet Lithuania. Amazing. I mean, I wonder if you could get these like Buddy Brown types to sort of like kind of pull on the string of loving free markets. Of you know, if if uh, if all markets are truly free, then you kind of got to buy whatever's cheapest from wherever it comes from. Yeah, that's the beauty of the market. You're not supposed to make judgments about what country something uh, comes from in a free market. Yeah, yeah these hoity-toity fucking country guys. Adam Smith was clear about that. Protectionism protectionism doesn't work, especially in a first-world country. It can help uh, bring up the industrial capacity of a third-world country. Well, it's industrializing, but a first-world country, it just slows everything down. I like the... Um... I like the Soviet model for buying guitars, which is it's a planned economy and there are three to five of them at any given time that you can choose from. Did you get model A? Did you get the Sputnik guitar or the or the Gargarin guitar? You know, that's what ended up happening anyway. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of weird. That corporate no, consolidation. Yeah. No uh, alternate models of guitars really took off. There's the Stratocaster and the Telecaster and the Les Paul and the SG and everything else is kind of uh, a takeoff of that. Yeah, so you get the same limited amount of uh, choice for purchasing and no free healthcare. Good job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Way to go. And all the new ones suck. Yeah. Because the Gibson factory is, uh, it's a Potemkin village. <laughs> yeah, they 3D the... print the guitars. Yeah. It gets back to like the just hilariousness of conservative ideology of like as recently as you know late 80s early 90s they hated that idea that there wasn't enough consumer choice and now they're defined only by consumer choices but there's no choices where it's like every fucking song is about bud light because there's like two light beers you know yeah, yeah. there are a lot of light beers actually which is weird that they ended up with bud light yeah why don't they I'd like, like to Michelob get to the bottom of that or something yeah why don't they like uh well that's elizabeth warren beer oh, yeah okay. i guess maybe i should have been more specific of like there are plenty of independent, like, small businesses in the beer game, but the kind of people who hated corporate, cons or who hated, um, like, Soviet, like, consolidation of consumer choices are the ones who only go to Bud Light or Miller Light. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, there's only two beers they're going to drink. They don't actually want to mess with all the other choices. <laughs> you would think it would be Coors because those guys were more racist than Anheuser-Busch or whatever that company is. The Coors guys, some of the most racist guys of all time. That's right. The guy's name was Adolf Coors. <laughs> you trust someone named Adolf? <laughs> it's the second most racist Adolf of all time. That's probably not wrong. It is weird. I would like to figure out why it's Bud Light. Why not regular Bud? Why not Miller Light? Why not Coors Light? Why not uh, Corona? Why not any other beer? Well, you I'm going to guess Budweiser played into the cheap American iconography the most yeah. where like, you know, they just have the most flags and like the Clydesdales are like kind of a cheap uh, American symbolism. They did the stupid 9-11 ad with the Clydesdales. Have we ever talked about that on this show? We have, I think. Yeah, I think the comments did. on that are unbelievable. That's that shit fucks with me. Do you want to pull that up while I play another Buddy Brown song? 
Yeah. Let's we'll we'll go do a um a little more lighthearted Buddy Brown here called Man Card. Hey y'all, as I was writing this song, somebody actually sent me a list of ways that you can lose your man card and as I'm reading these the man, I'm just like Seriously? Like, guys actually do this stuff? Let me read you some of this and we'll get into the song. Uh, taking photos of yourself in the mirror. Waxing Damn, guys are taking photos of themselves these days? Agreeing to match your outfit with your woman. No, don't ever do that. Well, Cody got engaged, hell ain't that sweet. Now we ain't seen him in three damn weeks. Ain't no excuse, cause the game's tonight. So I called him up, but it didn't sound right. I said, we gonna smoke. Well, the great thing about one of your, when one of your boys like that gets married and you don't see him for a while is that those guys, by the time they turn 32, they're gonna be 500-pound alcoholics. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can just divorce them. And then they're back to hanging out with the boys. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Uh-oh. She wants she to wants watch a Hallmark, watch a Hallmark movie. movie. Man, that's so depressing. What a depressing relationship. Yeah, two, both of them. Two like, harsh they deserve normies. each other. <laughs> yeah. like, I want to watch a Hallmark movie. I want to I watch Pawn Stars. So it's a lyric video that goes over... Rolling up the bottom two inches of your blue jeans. Wait, what a minute? Wait a minute. What just cuts into his own song to read more man card things. So it's a song where it cuts into him doing a car rant. Yeah, exactly. This is... Like, I've never seen something like this. Me neither. To his credit, this is like pushing the vanguard of pop country. He's getting like that stupid like meme internet culture into like the generic pop country sound. Yeah, your wife is right. You don't need a seventh gun. <laughs> that's not your wife being stupid. That's her being rational. Also, I'm curious what kind of woman they want their friend to marry. Boys, we got us a real funny joker. The Lord gave you balls, didn't he, son? Now swap that card and get you a gun. She got you rope. Well, probably a girl with like a very uh, abusive dad so they're used to it yeah pretty much that's usually what it is what a sad lifestyle <laughs> you're not you're not a man if you don't spend eight hundred dollars on a gun when your wife is saying we need to save money for the household <laughs> That's a great idea for a bridge here. What's the point of being married if you hate each other this much? You have yeah. diametrically opposed interests. Boys, we got us a real funny joker. You seen her every day this month. Now you're saying your boys can't get just once. You got your rope, saddle, and get a two. You don't want to hear it, but man, it's the truth. I know she feels good laying in your arms. This song is so funny because you can just read it as like he's extremely jealous of his friend's wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he was fucking this guy. Yeah, I mean, what does is man card a euphemism for something? Saying I saw it on Pinterest, not being able to throw a football more than thirty. Why are you so upset about not being able to spend to as much time with your boy? Seriously, man. Like, why don't you text him or something? Yeah, just be normal. God damn it. Like, what is it that you can't do with your boy in person? Can't take his and the man gun card. too. The gun is a little. That's uh, it's yeah. Your wife doesn't want you to get the gun. Knowing all boys? the words to "Call Me Maybe" was a reason to get your man card taken. <laughs> There's like five words in there? that song. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a great yeah. song. It's and better you, than if this you song. You hear it one time, you know all the words. Man, what a depressing world, Buddy Fucking Brown. Buddy Brown is a traditional American country music singer-songwriter. Traditional? Really? Traditional. <laughs> I don't know what traditional means. He really does feel like the vanguard of this shit, though. Like, he's, he's internetified it in a way that needed to happen. I'm just driving yeah. around in my truck saying dumb shit. Yeah, he's taking it uh, to a higher level than it already was. Like, the guys, who, the guys in Nashville who make this shit who just churn it out on an, on an assembly line. The Bud Light in the back of my truck, making love in, on the, the river 
suds. <laughs> like, those guys know how to keep it below uh, a level where it gets too obvious or too ta- or too tasteless. Yeah, it's he... definitely obvious and tasteless, but they have a, a limit for how stupid it can get. And this guy is kind of pushing that, making yeah. it more self-consciously stupid. He uses the same platitudes, but he believes them wholeheartedly. Like, he had an album called Keeping It Country, Hometown Anthems, Red Like Reagan. I Call BS on that <laughs> is a great album title. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like um, the difference between a regular rock and roll band in ACDC, where every song is, we're rocking and rolling, yeah, we're rock just- and roll. Fully lean into the stereotypes. Like it has to be so on the nose all the time. Oh, did you look up the Budweiser Clydesdales video? Oh yeah, that one sucks. It's the Clydesdales uh, walking through a field. It's like close-ups on their feet, and it says, "We'll never forget." And they walk up to some sort of giant field. Like it's medieval times right next to the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) Like there's just this big open grassland that's the entirety of Long Island. And they all bow. And the comments to this really just make me want to move to a different country. I think if I was someone like Buddy Brown, I would try to um, start a movement to move the Statue of Liberty to Florida instead of New York. They should. They should put it on Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, exactly. 19 years later and I'm crying like a baby. When those horse bowed on sacred ground, I always lose it. It's not sacred ground. <laughs> it's sacred a fake ground. field that's CGI because Next there isn't the a giant like grassland pasture <laughs> right next to downtown Manhattan. I don't know, oh, Alex. Man. Have you been there? Have you seen it? Maybe not in, in a while. Maybe there. Not is. in a while. So that might be uh, might be what's going on down there. Seventeen years, and I still get goosebumps watching this ad. <laughs> I don't drink, and I still love this commercial. Class all the way around. So someone doesn't even drink. They don't like Budweiser, but they love the Budweiser commercial. They just like propaganda. There's a there's a Tim Hortons commercial with the CN Tower in it, and every time I see it, I cry because I think about the time Saudi Arabia threatened to fly a plane into it. That could have happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on, on Twitter. Thank God Donald Trump stopped it. Yeah. Without question, one of the most emotionally touching commercials ever made. Thank you, YouTube, for keeping it alive online. I don't even have to watch it anymore. Just thinking about it makes me cry. So at random times in the day, she makes, uh, she thinks about the Clydesdales uh, kneeling down in front of the Twin Towers <laughs> on a fake area of New York that doesn't exist. <laughs> 9-11 was my Kennedy moment. I'll never forget. Huh? Kennedy moment. Kennedy. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I think they That's got to only... be a generational thing because they were... Listening to their their parents specifically, talking about yeah. how ground shattering the Kennedy yeah, assassination it's was. Just superficially, a moment you remember where you were, rather than the political implications of it. I think if you didn't grow up during that, who gives a shit. Fuck the Kennedys. Who the f thumbed this down? This is one of the most beautiful, powerful commercials. Reply: Could only be radical America hating Islamists or Antifa. That has to be self-aware. I mean. No, but I'm going to give it a dislike. <laughs> oh, it, it had 69 dislikes, and I'm giving it 70. That's Ooh. how much I dislike this. Ooh, willing to upset the balance. These people thinking about the Clydesdales, the Budweiser mascots, respecting 9-11, and they start crying. <laughs> so cool. Someone who's just a secretary at a doctor's office. And Dude, when, when Grimace and the Hamburglar... When Grimace and the Hamburglar came together after 9-11 to offer Americans 20 cents off a Big Mac, I've never seen so much, such a display of patriotism and bipartisanship. When Grimace kneeled at the towers? I was going to say that Grimace is a Democrat and the Hamburglar is a Republican, but Grimace did all those ads with Trump, so I feel like probably all the McDonald's mascots are Republicans. I, don't know, I feel like hamburglers may be libertarian. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Totally. Mayor McCheese says he's a Democrat, but... Yeah, he's like a Rom-style neoliberal. Yeah. A cursed thought I have sometimes is if McDonald's made uh, the hamburglar black <laughs> to get good PR and then immediately had to switch it back. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't I don't like thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Grimace is canonically black. One of those. Yeah, characters. I was gonna say like it's Arthur like, or SpongeBob. In the way that most Disney movies until like five years ago always cast black people as the villains who were like animals and monsters and shit. I could imagine uh, McDonald's making the same assumption of like, oh yeah, Grimace, he's black, whatever. <laughs> Grimace rocks. I love those uh, corporate character rosters where in the 70s or the 80s or wherever, they got the worst marketing team of all time that was just doing mound mounds of coke, Scarface amounts of coke, and coming up with the stupid I stupidest ideas, but they don't want to reboot it. So they just keep that forever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they the deluded themselves or... into thinking it's iconic as if there's like a seven-year-old who loves Grimace out there. Yeah, they're stuck They've with... They've just had it for so long. They're stuck with it. It's part of the cultural fabric. Like, you cannot dislodge it. They've got a clown who loves hamburgers and uh, a man who's a grape <laughs> and uh, a bandit who loves stealing hamburgers. Uh, ineffectual mayor. Um... Yeah, Mayor McCheese. What are all those characters now? Yeah, are we missing any of them? There's got to be some. They well, there's have a whole to, bunch. Of they them. have to have retired some of them, right? Like they keep killing them off. Wasn't there a whole like hot Hamburglar uh, uh, series of videos that they had to like that, that were so despised by the public that they had to just stop doing them? It was like a a human playing the Hamburglar, but he was like a hot guy. That was this whole thing. <laughs> hot. I hope this is like a Canadian. Like only a Canadian thing. The new McDonald's has kale, delivery, and a hot hamburger. Oh, I see. Yeah, he's like a he's like a fit guy. He's got some stubble. There's a really good picture of him with the with like out of costume too, where he looks like a racist Twitch streamer. I'm watching <laughs> some uh, British uh, morning TV hosts say he's hot. So he must be pretty hot. Yeah, Entertainment Weekly has an article titled The New Hamburglar is Hot and That's Kind of a Problem. Oh my god, man. I hope that person's been laid off by now. Oh, I'm sure. And they, they probably have. have. There there are too many journalists apparently. The hamburglar should be ugly or else he's going to make stealing hamburgers too enticing and everyone's going to do it. Yeah, if he's hot, it's going to be like the Joker. <laughs> everyone's going to start uh imitating him because he's too hot. Ronald McDonald, Hambler, Hamburglar, Grimace, Mayor McCheese, Officer Big Mac. Off well, I'm sorry, what? Whoa. <laughs> Hello. As the main source of law and order in McDonald land, Officer Big Mac spends most of his time chasing <laughs> Hamburglar and Captain Crook. Law and order. I see law and order is part of the uh, McDonald's <laughs> universe. Yeah. And it was created in the 1970s, so I assume this was... Is, is this McDonald land or is it Nixon land? <laughs> Captain Crook, the professor. <laughs> the professor? A scientist who is McDonald Land's inventor and re researcher. He was introduced in 1971 and has invented different devices throughout McDonald Land, like the psychedelic electronic hamburger machine. Psychedelic? <laughs> the professor was uh, definitely working for MKUltra. <laughs> it has a quarter of a sheet of LSD instead of lettuce. Yeah, you had to ask for that Big Mac with mushrooms on it, dude. <laughs> the normal dose of LSD to have in 1968. Yeah, an entire sheet. That's the... Take the whole sheet. Who cares? A whole bed sheet. And then just go to a concert where uh, someone's getting murdered by the Hell's Angels. And uh, this, then you'll you'll feel great. And the world, uh, the world will be great and we'll fix all the problems. And we won't all just get jobs in Silicon Valley. Oh, wow. I think, um, uh, Birdie the early bird, a yellow bird wearing a pink jumpsuit, flag cap, scarf, who was introduced in 1980 as the first female character. Made to promote the company's breakfast items, she is depicted as a poor flyer and somewhat clumsy person in general. <laughs> way, to, way to do some misogyny, guys. Fucking sucks. What a stupid bitch. McDonald's is yeah, canceled. I wonder, wonder why that character failed. There was a guy named I Am Hungry. <laughs> a short-lived McDonald Land character who was introduced in 1998 and was dropped in 2001. I assume after 9/11. Yeah, Self-proclaimed as exactly. the vice president of snacking, the character is a floating, fast-moving green fuzzball with orange arms and a monstrous face. That's a Branson. A monstrous bit. face. I am hungry. I see what yeah, I got. We be eating good. Vulture. 
an unnamed vulture who spoke in a monotone voice. Mayor McCheese makes appearances in three episodes of the Fox animated television series Family Guy. Wow, what a surprise. How random and epic. Just doing free advertising for McDonald's. Let's make Family Guy a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> Buddy Brown's Twitter is kind of interesting. Oh, really? How many followers does he have? He has... 3,886. Not great. Really? Mm, that's surprising. Yeah, His YouTube videos not, have a lot mm. more views than that. Twitter's not his uh, format, I think. I had more than that when I was barely legal. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I need to start getting my 2024 campaign ready, boys. Freedom. Oh, and his second most recent post is about how he's on Parlor too, so... I'm sure he has more followers over there. He can't get any attention on this platform with way more people. So if he goes on yeah. to one that's way more limited, doesn't have as many people, <laughs> he doesn't. he's starting with zero followers, you'll get some interactions then. I think we got to, before we wrap this episode up, we got to revisit another like-minded individual we've been fans of for a while now. There's like a lot of new Trade Martin songs out there we haven't really checked on in a while. And one he uploaded in the last month is called Law Enforcement Blues. He was probably reading about McDonald's characters and heard about the, the police officer and was inspired to fucking cook this up, you know? In the title, it says, by RCA Victor vocalist Trade Martin. That's interesting. Is that was even that something a, he was signed to like 50 years is ago? Is that an extant brand? Probably not, right? RCA Victor makes me think of 78 records we inherited from my great-grandpa that have the little dog on them. And the gramophone. Yeah, with the little um, gramophone, yeah. Yeah. Those things break so easily. If you drop a 33 on the ground, nothing happens. But if you drop a 78, it's like dropping a ceramic plate. But thankfully, most of them suck. It's just like the the Foxtrot Boogie by yeah. <laughs> uh, Johnny Poop in the yeah or like a, a political speech Brothers. by like the last Austro-Hungarian king yeah Oswald Mosley's speech. <laughs> Let's check this out though. Uh, Law enforcement blues. The law enforcement blues. Okay, here's the deal. It's kind of a Mac DeMarco guitar sound going on in the uh, right channel there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Leftist politicians, we need support. They refuse. They're burning down the cities. I got the law in Boston Blues. We try to protect the businesses. Yeah, that's such a weird guitar line. We try to protect the businesses, but loot and rob is all they do. Coked up Lindsey Buckingham. Yes. <laughs> totally. He's doing as much vibrato as you can possibly be. BLM says we're all racists. Yes, you are. It's like a civil war of terror. It's like a civil war on terror. When he was growing up, black people didn't have the right to vote in the South. That's right. Was, is it that crazy to say that those guys might be racist? Oh, yeah, brilliant idea. Here's the deal. There's a riot over here, a riot over here, a murder over there, a murder over there. Mayor's telling us to stand down, and it just ain't fair. These guys are still so worked up about this. And people yeah, gave so up cool. on the riots. That oh. was disappointing for me that people gave up after two weeks. Yeah, me too. Was... They started shooting rubber bullets and they just gave up. They went home. But these guys, six months later, they, they say the phrase destroy cities a lot. Yeah, they burn the cities, cities they normally the hate. They hate these liberal, sinful cities, but then once they get destroyed, they're mad about it. <laughs> it was like the Gauls sacking Rome, and not one city block having the windows busted in and a couple businesses, which is all paid for by insurance. Yeah. 
Jimmy Icardi. Who is Jimmy Icardi? Just a peaceful protest. Yeah. J I M M I. What are you, deaf, dumb, and blind? Musician. Here's a Wikipedia article, but a very small one. He toured as lead guitarist for Chubby Checker. <laughs> I'm not sure what that really means. I don't remember any Chubby Checker lead lines. I think it's kind of just a power chord. He made a KRS-One record. <laughs> it's just a, a 12-bar blues. Jimmy Accardi makes a KRS-One record and then is somehow... what did he? Was this video dedicated to Jimmy Accardi? Or did he play on it? It said that he I helped. I guess out he with... played on it, or he produced it, or something. Yeah, he's credited. Which would make sense. Cool. So Jimmy Accardi can make a KRS-One record, and then uh, thirty years later, <laughs> make this shit. Trey Martin wrote the credits as original music track produced by Jimmy Accardi, twenty twenty enhancements and vocal by Trey Martin. Aha. Uh -huh. So maybe maybe Accardi is not as complicit in this as I think. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of my guess. Yeah, because I'm looking at this Wikipedia page, and he, yeah, he worked with a ton of like early, early rap stuff in New York, and I don't know. It doesn't seem like he'd be too stoked on this song, but who knows? Yeah, that's my guess. Is it's either like he took the instrumental or something. I don't know what's up with it. But I would say among these two tracks that were released in the last month by Trade Martin. There's a wild like genre gap between Law Enforcement Blues and his song Groovin' on a Halloween Night, which we've got to check out here. This one's weird. Yeah. Was this Jimmy Accardi? No, this one's just a Trade Martin original, I think. Other than the vocals, it sounds so modern. It's weird. It's 100%. It's got to be a Cork Triton preset. It sounds like he heard Closer by Nine Inch Nails for the first time. <laughs> yeah. I love a good Halloween song. Um, Monster Mash, Soul Dracula, uh, Igor's Party. But this is a poor representation of the genre. It's very sparse. Which is rare for Trade Martin. Usually has synths going in and out and uh, reverb guitar lines and synth horns and all kinds of garbage throughout the entire song. Orchestral stabs and all that. But this is that one synth bass line and a clap and a hi hat. And a vocal that's like clipping on like a headset mic or something. This is uh, Trade Martin's I Turn My Camera On, or... Uh... Yeah! <laughs> I want to hear Kanye sample the vocal of this. Yeah. He's entered his Berlin trilogy. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be great, man. This is low effort, man. He's just talking. Spooky. He's like, yeah, yeah, grooving all night. Halloween. Yeah. It, it's spooky because old age is spooky. That's right. He's the closest thing to a ghoul that exists. Yeah, it's not really that much of uh, an exaggeration to have his <laughs> skeleton picture. Because that's what he's going to look like in six months. Having the, uh, the specter of death over you at all times is pretty spooky. Very patient song to put it in a nice way. Like we're barely halfway through this. That's because yeah, he has very into that groove. He hasn't scrolled through the entire uh, bank of presets on the keyboard that he yeah. made this on, uh, called SFX or whatever. You know, yeah, exactly. It's like he's going through every single one of them. By the end of the song, it's gonna be like the cat sound or like a train. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like an elephant. <laughs> A whistle. Yeah, a whistle. Yeah, Trombone gunshot. slide. Gunshot. I uh, think he yeah. might have smoked weed for the first time. No shit. Yeah. He's really he's really like uh, resting yeah. on these grooves. Yeah, I can imagine totally. him just zooted out yeah. listening to this on uh, 
turn way up on headphones because his hearing's so bad. It's just jamming to it. Hell yeah, man. Halloween I can just sort of talk over this beat because it's so good. The space, so big. Yeah, he smoked weed for the first time and discovered the secret bank of sound effects presets on his keyboard. And a hit was yeah, born. The, the sound effect that says, one, two, three, four. <laughs> is this his best song? This is my favorite it might be. song. It's my favorite to listen to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like... I wish it had a funny video to go along with it. It's just this... It's a skeleton... It's, it's like the, a yeah, share like zone style skeleton. It's I think it's the Terminator, it. right? Yeah. Is it? It's like an off-brand Terminator. It is. It's like a it's an artist rendition of like a Terminator without its human skin on. Yeah. Is Terminator a Halloween movie? No. Is that the new Die Hard is a Christmas movie? <laughs> <laughs> Terminator is definitely not a Halloween movie. I think like musically this is his best song easily. Lyrically, it's still we gotta stop the mosque at ground zero, but this one's more of like a jam. If you're if you're at a party, this is the one to put on. I like this one because it's his least racist song. Yeah. <laughs> it's racist against Terminator. Or maybe it's pro Terminator actually. I'm I not think sure. it's pro Terminators. Yeah. I think we gotta close out the episode with a, a recent Acapinti joint. John Acapinti turned four, uh, 81 and wrote a song to himself for his own birthday. Oh, I feel bad now. I didn't write him a song for his birthday. He had to do yeah, it himself. He was, he oh, was expecting man. someone to do it. He was hoping that the Enlows would do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I know Neil had a stroke, but come on. He's kind of a dick for not making a song. <laughs> All this clip art he found this Dwayne just like is still alive. the number 81. Wait, I think. Let me let me check if Dwayne is still alive. We gotta do this every episode. Brother John is 81. We're praising God's son. Brother John is still around and he's still on solid ground. November 2nd is the day it's a time to celebrate. Happy birthday, you start. Wayne Nicholson. Seems like free stuff will be safe for four more years. Brother Johnny. You're on Medicare and Social Security, you stupid asshole. Yeah. Brother John, happy birthday. Brother John, another year is coming, God. Oh my god. I have survived a few presidents that were exposed as womanizers, filthy mouth, and left office in disgraced, and hated so much they were wounded or killed. Wait, what? He's talking about Kennedy and Kennedy? possibly I don't think he was really hated. And possibly Reagan. Maybe. Just that one guy. Yeah. I guess I can survive a twice defeated for president, 47 year homebreaker, and suspected money under the foreign country table and known profane language as the F-word in Obama's ear on an open mic loose loose use of God's name and a breaker of the strong Catholic rules of abortion while claiming he is, period. A practicing Catholic. Oh, it just keeps going. That's so weird. But to cool be a that, Trump supporter in, and they're mad about bad say, words, Biden's yeah. bad because he said the F-word? Yeah. That's so funny. Like, I know they're not, they're not really supposed to be in tune with reality, but Trump has said the F word before on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, like within the last public, month, many, yeah, many, many times, many times yeah. over. <laughs> he was on the Howard Stern show. That's why they're mad at Biden because he said the F word. Joe Biden will never become the president of the United States. That's one of the comments. Well, check in in a couple months. So Dwayne is still alive. Well, Dwayne, we're gonna we're not gonna forget to write you a happy birthday song, buddy. No updates from Neil. He's still in a coma or whatever. And Big Dave, who sang bass, we know he uh, kicked the bucket a long time ago. Good riddance. <laughs> Good riddance to He's singing Big bass Dave. with the devil now. 
What did we talk about in this episode? I forgot. <laughs> uh, faith, country, guns, America. All my favorite things. All Production. the strong writing tropes out there these days. Trump 2024. And if he loses that time, uh, Trump 2028. He's going to live forever. He's not going out like Big Dave. He's getting healthier and healthier. He's getting stronger every day. I guess we'll leave with a couple words of advice to John Acapinti of if you're truly a Christian man, you should be writing a song for every birthday Trump has instead of every birthday you have yourself. So get on it. Yeah, would Jesus write a song for his own birthday? I, I guess that would be a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't because he never did as far as I know. <laughs>